Good morning. Thank you for joining us here again on Daily Bread. Uh, we do appreciate all the support we've had and hope that you are having a wonderful week. I want to wrap this week up with a thought from a book that I have been reading recently. And the book is about the life of Martin Luther by Eric Metaxas. And early on in the book, he talks about Martin Luther kind of, as we some know, he is a reformer of the church, breaking off from the Catholic church and uh, moving into a uh, Protestant denomination uh, type system. He was a reformer in those early days. He was actually a monk that broke off of the Catholic church. And so we have uh, a lot to thank some of these guys for that broke off the church, even though maybe don't completely agree or align with everything they did. Uh, there were a lot of people during the time of Martin Luther questioning the Catholic church. And so um, some of these gentlemen during their time as uh, full-fledged monks in the Roman Catholic church began to see um, a need for a reformation to step away from the Catholic Church. And uh, that, that's a great blessing. And Martin Luther was one of those people. And Martin Luther was someone that you'll find when you uh, study, and, and I, can, I can recommend the book uh, if you're not maybe uh, not someone that likes to read a lot. I, I, you know, you may not like it, but if you're someone who really enjoys reading, especially church history, um, biblical studies, this book is a good book for biblical studies. So there's your uh, first book recommendation on this podcast. Like I said, Martin Luther, not exactly uh, like us as Baptists. Um, the writer of the book does a really good job to just kind of tell the story without what I feel is a uh, some kind of extra denominational lens uh, of, of maybe a Lutheran denomination, but I would recommend the book. And so during the book, he tells uh, this story about Martin Luther, and he goes through a period of depression, and he faces just deep depression in his life, and he's kind of using it as an example of, of his climb up life's ladder, if you will. And he says, Who knew what steep and half-infinite climb one might face? We know that Luther was too smart not to consider these things deeply and soberly, and too sensitive not to have been bothered by them. Talking about uh, the things he found, essentially the things he found in the church that he disagreed with, the things about Catholicism that he found that he disagreed with often to the point of debilitating depression, which he called, you'll have to forgive me on my German here, Anfechtungen. In fact, the word Anfechtungen really has no English equivalent. It has at its root the verb fechten, which means to fence with or to deal with. Fecht is also ob obviously etymologically related to the word fight. So Luther's Anfechtungen meant to do battle with one's own thoughts and with the devil. But for him, this was something so horrible that this was something so horrible that it's difficult for us to fully comprehend. Uh, I kind of remember the days uh, growing up where people acted like depression in church. People acted like depression didn't exist. And uh, kind of coming up in the days where uh, some, of the, some of the previous... Uh, Maybe some of the previous generation didn't believe that depression was a real thing. And we began to see that uh, kind of change in our society 
uh, as modern times moved in, uh, specifically through uh, American military history in our country, you'll see uh, depression and, and chronic depression and PTSD becoming more of a uh, an accepted, um, I guess you would say, a an accepted uh, medical definition for uh, what someone was facing. And so depression was, it's a real thing. And like I said, I kind of come up where it's like, well, it's just the devil. Well, it can be the devil, but it's still real. Depression is still a real thing. All the way back to where Martin Luther was living in the world he was living in, you find that uh, he had issues with his family. His dad didn't, uh, didn't approve of him being a monk. He did come from a wealthy family, but he gave up everything he had to go be a monk. And then he gets into the Christian church, or in, I should say the Catholic church, and realizes that it might not be a Christian organization, um, that there was a lot of uh, uh, knowledge that he sought to have that he wasn't able to have. And so the, just this life that he was living created in him this darkness and depression and despair and uh, kind of sometimes hopelessness. And so even all these years ago, he was facing depression. And so what we want to talk about and think about this morning is the battle of the mind. And I, I like how this, this uh, talks about this where part of that word, Anfikdungen, means to fence with or to duel with. So thinking about that, the, the depression or the battles spiritually in our life, the battle that we have in our mind, uh, we know that it's the devil that places it there. Um, and then there's also a, a mental, true, legitimate mental aspect of depression. It's a real thing. And so we, what, what Luther's talking about is he, that he's fighting this each and every day. He's battling that roaring lion each and every day. He's battling that thing. And, and how it is, he's kind of fenced in with it is what he's saying in, in, in the word that he uses. He's fenced in. He's kind of stuck fighting it. And that word also means to deal with. So he's, he's battling that and fighting that each and every day. And as it says, there's not even an English equivalent for that word. In, in the German language, it just means severe, severe battle, uh, spiritually, mentally, uh, maybe even a physical battle of, of ailments and sickness. And so you find that his, his battle was severe. His depression was severe. And, and today we, we can you know, overlook these things, but I believe if we look into God's word, we can find uh, some answers uh, and ways around uh, the battle of our mind. Not that we cure this issue, not that we cure depression, not that we can um, just, just whisk it away in one moment, but God's word gives us some abilities and some ba uh, uh, battlements and armament to stand against the devil, his wiles, and the battle that we fight every day in our mind. And so 2 Corinthians chapter number 10, we're going to read today my favorite verse in all of God's word. Starting in verse 3 of 2 Corinthians 10, the Bible says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Um, so although we're uh, human beings and I have flesh clinging onto my bones, uh, I'm fighting a spiritual battle. It's not... Um, it's not a battle that is uh, uh, of of a an earthly sense in a spiritual uh, thing. This 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 
fight that uh, Luther was talking about, this fight that he's fenced in with, that he's dueling with. It's not a battle necessarily uh, of a fleshly aspect. It's not a battle of a, a physical aspect. We know Paul had a, had a thorn in the flesh. And so uh, although he felt the pain of that in the flesh, it created a mental and a spiritual battle for him in his life. Uh, the great preacher Charles Spurgeon was someone that battled uh, severe uh, health issues and severe uh, health problems throughout his life, his career, and his ministry. He died in his 50s. And he died in France, uh, trying to get. He was trying to be somewhere, I believe, in the Alps, uh, that he could he could deal with these ailments that he has. Um, but that physical physical battle creates a spiritual and a mental battle. And so we're not warring against the flesh. We're warring against the devil. We're warring against spirit a spiritual battle. We're warring against our minds. And the way that we win a battle in our minds, it goes on in verse 4, and it says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And we're guilty in verse 4 of looking, kind of looking over where it says the pulling down of strongholds. And what that means, is to topple over uh, great powers, and and many good men preach this uh, this verse, and they mention about uh, a castle and how uh, castles were built, uh, fortresses and strongholds were built, and it didn't you didn't just uh, you didn't just go knock one over. It took some it took some war and it took some battle and it took some fighting uh, to uh, to knock down the stronghold or a fortress. Um, but but our mighty power through God that has the capability to pull down strongholds in our life, whether it be our depression, whether it be sin, whether it be temptation, uh, whatever it is that we're facing, whatever spiritual battle we're standing against, we serve a God that equips us with his mighty power and the weapons of his warfare that he equips us with. They're not carnal. They're not fleshly. They're not steel. They're not iron. They're spiritual through God's word. It's a, it's, a, it's a mighty word. It's a mighty sword. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. And we can use these things to the pulling down of strongholds, not just to defeat those things, but to destroy them utterly that they could never stand up against us again. And, uh, and so it back into the thought of depression, that's one of those things that, you know, I've dealt with in my life and I've, I've felt those feelings of depression and I don't understand Lord. It's like, Lord, you've opened a door for me to be a pastor. You've opened a door for me to have a new job. You've opened a door for me to have kids, uh, for me to get married. Um, but then depression sets in, uh, even though you have, uh, a, a good day or, or maybe you look back on a traumatic experience in your life there's still a depressive uh, aspect um, about those things that we carry with us even into the good things of life. And so remembering and realizing, Lord, it is you and it's your power and it's your weapons that allow us to pull down the strongholds of our minds. It's you that allows us to win the battle of our minds day in and day out. Now, verse five, this is my favorite verse in all the Bible. The, The word says, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God. And this is it, listen, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. And the important thing that we realize and we remember here is that uh, these words, we can take these words and, and utter them into prayer to God. Um, in our last church, my grandparents, they, they attended our church for a while and, uh, 
I had read this verse, but my grandfather, uh, he, he come to me one, one day after service. I don't remember what I was preaching on, but he come to me and he said, uh, I believe I was probably preaching on battling the devil in spiritual battles. And he comes to me and he says, Hey, I promise you, if you read this verse right here, anytime the devil attacks me and anytime the devil fights me, um, I speak this verse to him. I pray this verse. Uh, I utter this verse to him until, uh, the temptation or until the pain or until the hurt or until the depression is gone. And so where it says casting down imaginations, putting out of our mind, uh, the things that the devil puts in and every high thing that exalteth itself against God, whether that be, uh, temptations or sin or pride, uh, getting those things out of the way and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. If you want to win the battle of your mind, now you may feel like you have to fight it every day. Um, You may feel like that it's a stronghold that has to be torn down uh, every day. But I assure you, call this verse out uh, to the Lord. Uh, call this verse out in the face of the devil and say, I'm, I'm, I'm going to commit to myself that I'm going to cast down. I'm going to throw away the imaginations of this world. I'm going to throw away uh, the, the temptations of this earth. I'm going to throw away the sin that the devil's trying to get me caught up in. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find joy in Christ. I'm going to throw away this feeling that I'm not worth uh, anything. I'm going to throw away this feeling of unhappiness, um, and I can only do that through Christ. And, and Lord, I'm going to bring into captivity every thought. This is the key. Being able to win the battle in our mind, whether it's depression, whether it's uh, sin, whether it's temptation, whatever it is, the battle of our mind means that if we're going to win that battle, we have to bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So literally, you have to put a filter on your mind. You have to put a filter on your mind. Filter out the things that comes into your mind. Using this verse as strength, as power, as a weapon to bring down strongholds, Lord, I'm going to cast down imaginations and I'm going to bring into captivity every thought that comes into my mind. Your pain and your hurt, uh, just like this this German word, the Anfechtungen, I'm I'm getting a little better at saying that. I'm probably going to stop there. But that German word, it doesn't have a a English equivalent. I can't say a word in English and explain it. I think that's perfect to wrap this story up because the reality is your pain and your hurt, God's the only one that understands. You can't look at me and say, uh, Pastor Josh, I, this is exact. This is the word to explain how I'm feeling. This is how I can, I, I can explain. This is the word to bring bring out uh, to you the the way that I'm hurting. This is the word to to show you how hard uh, this is to face in my life. We can't do it. We can't even explain to each other sometimes the the feeling of depression, the feeling of 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 anger, the feeling of sin, the feeling of temptation. We can't even explain the things that we feel to one another. But God knows and God understands. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. God knows and understands the spiritual battles ahead. He is the one. He's the weapons of our warfare. They're not carnal. They're not earthly. But they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. God wants to use those things. And while I can't explain to you and 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 exactly what I feel and you can't explain to me um, in a cut number of words exactly how you're feeling and what you're dealing with, God knows, God understands. Remember, bring into captivity every thought, every thought to the obedience of Christ. 
you put a filter, put God's word on the forefront. We're supposed to write the word of uh, word of God on the table of our heart. We literally know God's word, study God's word, equip yourself, call out these verses, pray this, throw this in the face of Satan when you're facing the battle of your mind, when you're facing uh, that fight and that duel and you feel fenced in and you feel uh, stuck in a position where you can't get out, call out God's word against the devil. And we know it doesn't, it, it, sometimes there's strongholds, there's sin that I've dealt with in my life in the past. I've been able to get rid of, and God pulled those strongholds down through his mighty power, and they've been gone for years. But there's some stuff day in and day out, I have to rely on God to pull down the strongholds, to tear them down, to destroy them, and to die to myself daily, to die out and to also bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. I trust this has been a help. Certainly helped me this week. I hope you have a good uh, uh, rest of your week, and we look forward to seeing you on Sunday, Lord willing. Thank you.